Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, this is the latest edition of Rainbow Dreamcatcher, the, the Love, Love Podcast. Podcast. Uh, and today we... Who, who are you? Oh, hi. I'm Nilla. And I am a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach. I travel the world helping people learn the skills they need to find happy and healthy relationships. And I am Big Sexy, her loving husband and co-host, here to provide, uh, what do we say? Brevity. Brevity. And enjoyment. We're just talking. Enjoyment. About love stuff. We're just talking about love stuff. Yeah. So we've had some interesting uh, conversations. I'm kind of, you see, I was excited to jump into the conversation today. Yeah. So today we're talking about finding love at an older age. That's what we did. That's what we did. I think first you have to kind of define what older age is. So right. like, when we talk about older age, what do you think? So, I, well, because I attribute it to myself, mm-hmm. I say anytime uh, after 40. After 40. Okay. 40. Anytime after 40 is finding love in, at an older age. Because typically mm-hmm. people find their loves in their 20s. Yeah, I think that's true. And see, that's where I'm kind of divided, right? Because a lot of people find their love in their 20s, which I think is great. This audio format. So what you didn't see was the wife said, when she said the word love, she put it in quotation marks. I did, because that's my experience. I thought I was in love, like in my late 20s, right? Which felt like it was interminable. It felt like forever to find that person. And, you know, I guess I kind of love that person. Anyway, that's we're getting ahead of ourselves. My thought is a lot of people find love in their 20s. That's absolutely true. A lot of people find love earlier than their 20s. Right. You know, they meet in high school or, you know. That you know, the high school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. That's the thing. That's the thing that happens. Um, my parents were high school sweethearts. See? So, you know, that's definitely a thing that happens. Um, but that's why I'm kind of torn at the idea of older because, like, I don't know. A lot of, I know a lot of um, folks in their 30s that feel like they're looking, still looking for love. That was me. So I was in my thirties. Yeah. Still looking, still struggling to find. And like, I don't know that they would maybe put themselves in the older category because they're not in their twenties. Right. Uh, They have the same responsibilities. They're adulting just like the forties are adulting. Um, You know, they're just at the earlier stage of the older adult, right? Right. But they're the early stage of older adult. And I think we're thinking of more mid-stage older adult. Okay. So we're talking talking about love love in middle age. Right. Right. You know, folks who weren't, now are we saying that folks that didn't, weren't able to find love until they were older or folks who had love, it didn't work out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then found love again at an older age because we are. I think both because those we're two both. Things. Yeah, we're both. I mean, I, to me, I thought both because we are both, right? right. I, obviously, I was married before. I was married for a long time. For the listeners that did not know that I was married prior to us being married, right? Uh, and you were looking for love. You've never been married. You... Yeah, but does love equal marriage? That now comes to another part. Does love? Equal no, marriage. I don't think I don't think it equals marriage, but I do think in our culture that's kind of what people tend to denote as like the the marking point of like right. I found my soulmate. But no, I don't think that you have to be married. I don't think uh, you know it's necessary for love. Right. That's just I don't know. I think uh, conditioning. Because while I, I think <laughs> of love 
as an older age. Yes. Because we found each other when I was older and I got married when I was older. But were you in I, love before that? I, I was. I oh. had I had previous girlfriends that I was in love with. Well, I mean, I knew you had previous girlfriends. I think I'd like to, you know, tell myself you didn't love any of them. Well, you, you can date yourself, Dad. That's ridiculous, you guys. Whatever makes you feel good, you know. Love other folks. And I'm actually really glad that you loved other people. I would hate to think that I was the first and only person that you ever loved. Right. Um, even though, interestingly enough, in my 20s, I would have just been mortified if I weren't the first and only person that you ever loved. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that wasn't the case. No, I did, That's a benefit I of being older. <laughs> right, that, that, right. There are benefits in finding love in an older age because, you know, experience and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Drake recently. No. And he has a song called <laughs> Practice. Okay. Right, and he says, you know, those other men were practice. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, that, that, that age provides, you know, you were just practicing. That's what all them previous relationships were, were practice for me. Got it. I'm looking up uh, just so there's something called smart dating over 60. So I guess that would count as older. Yes. There are seven reasons why finding true love later in life is better. Uh, I I don't know. I haven't actually seen this, but uh, let's maybe go through it together. Yes, let's, let's do it. So the first one is mature dating is more authentic. I would agree with that. Yeah, because you get out of the puppy love stage, right? You, you, you. Once you, once you have experienced love at a younger age, mm-hmm. right? Those are really heavy rose-colored glasses. You're very puppy love. You're very stereotypical. You're mm-hmm. very, you know, you're overlooking a bunch of faults. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really talk about that so much. It, it, what it basically says is that. When you're older, you're more authentically yourself. Right? You know yourself, right. You know yourself. You've been through some, you know, experiences. Many of those have been difficult experiences. Right. And, you know, I think the thing that's really lovely and also really difficult about being a human is that we are always learning. We're always growing. But oftentimes that's as a result of difficulty. It's as a result of challenge, right? right. Like we improve through challenge. Like I'm not going to get stronger unless I pick up heavy things, right? Right. Um, and I think that by the time you get to your 40s, you've spent, you know, a couple decades picking up some heavy things, right? Right. <laughs> of a variety of different types. So, you know, in that sense, I agree that, you know, we are probably more authentically ourselves. Okay. And I think that that was true for you and I, definitely. I was definitely much more authentically me right. than at any other point in my life when we met. See, I'm not, I think I've always, not always been authentically me, but from a younger age, I was, was very authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew me, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much who you saw was who you got. Mm-hmm. Are you the same? Do you think you're similar to the person you were in your 20s? Or do you feel completely no, I, different? No, a bit different. Um, different experiences kind of make you grow and change, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. That's Fox. Yeah, <laughs> Fox is just, going to go get him. Yeah, he's growing. Him. Let's go introduce you guys to Fox. If you if you're watching this, if you're watching this and you're seeing the video, you get to see the video. You get a see. bonus to see our cute puppy. Here he is. Apparently, we were paying too much attention to ourselves and not right. enough to Fox. And Fox Fox really needs uh, all the love. Here he is. This is Fox. 
And you know, I mean, technically Fox is, you know, almost 12, so, so we love Fox, him, so. Well, but I found Fox at a young age. At a young age, right, right. Yeah, right. I loved but him. But if, if Fox finds himself a little, you know, hot young thing walking around these Romanian or Spanish streets. Fox is neutered. Yeah. <laughs> he he's not looking for no hot young he, he, he might smell a butter too. He uh, Fox has been known to smell a butter too. <laughs> don't listen to him, Fox. You, you don't listen to him at all. Mm-hmm. You leave those booties alone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, I definitely was aware of who I am younger, but who I am has grown, but I have been aware of that growth as okay. it has happened. That right, that's sense. fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's, let's yeah, number two. What's, what's the next number one? two, number I think, two? is actually pretty similar, and that's what I hate about these kinds of articles. But whatever. It says we're more experienced now. Well, of course we're more Well, we've gone through more experiences, yeah, you know. you know. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, you know, we learn how to navigate relationship problems so we don't have to go through that learning curve again. Right. Could you could you gone through it before? Gone through it before, and I, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, rhythm and rhyming in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, you've heard the song before. The song has played before, just a different singer. Sure, yeah. Oh, I like that analogy. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, the next one is our agendas are different now. Now, I'm I'm not going to read ahead. What do you think are the different agendas? I don't know either, but let's talk. About I it. think that when you're younger and you find love, your agenda is to find that lifelong partner and build a life together. Yeah, agreed. Right? You, you want to develop that family. You want to... Um, you know, buy new property together. Mm-hmm. You, you're just starting out on your own and you want to venture into the world together. When you're older, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you may have, you probably already have. You've yeah. already established, you may already have a family. You're yeah. Already... And in that sense, I think I knew myself really well because I did not want children. So that whole idea that I was looking for a partner to like start a family. Right. I was never looking for a partner to start a family. I really specifically did not want to start that kind of family. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, a different kind of agenda I think I've always had. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think for most folks that is, that's on the agenda. That's why I also wanted to include those 30-somethings, right? Because I guess that would but be even the, 30-something. That, that, that's, right. You're that's still right kind of looking home for that, right? age, yeah, you know there you what I mean? Go. So let's see what let's see what the article says. The article says, as we ease into mature dating, our agendas are different. Let's see, we're under less financial pressure. Mm. Well, that well that I'm going to say this was before the recession. Sure, we have children and grandchildren. We're not under the gun to settle down, get married, have children, to find a career. All that I think is true. Right. Even though I did shift careers right at the time that we met. Yeah, so. but you weren't older then. You're such a young, hot thing. Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) Still true, guys. Still true. So, uh, instead, we rather focus less on work, more on enjoying life. When we start dating, we plan to make... That's absolutely true. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Again, this is another variation. It's easier to be honest with others and ourselves. I guess you don't have to have that facade. I agree. The young love has. Yeah. Right? You're like, nah, this this is it. This 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 is who I am. Yeah. This is who you're getting. You want this? You got, you got this. This is what you got. Thanks, old man. Uh, <laughs> One more thing. If you want this, you got this. 
Here's the quote from the article. 70% of those in the older category believe certain things such as looks and money become less important when looking for a new partner. And while both generations consider a good sense of humor to be important, the old, the over or the older crowd places more significance on honesty with eight in 10 looking for honesty, as opposed to 66% of 20 somethings looking for honesty. That's interesting. Interesting. I would love to see that poll. That doesn't even make sense to me. (laughs) I would, yeah, I would show your work. Show your work. Yeah. Yeah, this is from an article on Hill. Yeah, that that doesn't you know. sound incredible. Whatever. Still, still, I, I definitely agree with the overarching point, which is that we look for different things. Right. Right. So, even though you know, I was looking for you know somebody was attractive. That's me. That's you. You know. Same. Fun. That's yeah. you. Also fun. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I yeah. got what I wanted. Yeah. Got what I wanted. I think I knew what I wanted. And you got it. And I got it. So uh, number five, anything else you want to say about four before we move on mm, to number nope. five? Number four, we have- no, Number five. Sorry, number five, we have more of a sense of freedom. And there's a picture of people jumping around like, freedom! Oh, old people ain't jumping like that. Yeah, of course. That's, that's a picture jump. of young people jumping. Nah, that's nice. We all We jump. They um, all jump. <laughs> Those are, they think old people need jumping. So now this, I think, is actually true. The first line of this one says, when I first considered dating, I had already decided that if I remained single for the rest of my life, I'd still be perfectly happy. And I, I think that's true. I, I was think of all the age point. you come to that point. Yeah. Like, the, the, I, I was, when we met, I was 100% at that point. I had had that conver- conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I tried. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked out. Yep. I still love me. Yep. I'm an amazing person. If I'm single until the day I die, so be it. If not, so be yeah. it. And I'm not. Yeah, Yay! agreed. It's interesting. They phrase this as being detached from expected outcomes. And I think that that's something that I had to really learn because I would meet somebody, I'd like that person, and then I'd imagine all these different outcomes. Is that a woman thing? No, it's a me thing. That just because you're not the only one I know who has done that. Well, I don't think it's a woman thing. I think, uh, I think the expected outcomes are different, maybe according to different genders. But I think people go into certain relationships with outcome expectations. I want listeners chime in. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, uh, versus guys or girls, do 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 both have? Uh, expected outcomes. Uh, uh, what what are those expected outcomes? If you're a guy, what are those? If you're a girl, what are those? Chime in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but it ends by saying that they've learned that unexpected outcomes often surpass anything that they could have imagined. And I think that is one hundred percent true. Uh, that's that, quite that's been the lesson of my life. I think um, that you know when I think back to my twenties, I think back to things like. I had these goals and I had these visions and I still have those things, um, but I'm not so attached to the way I have to get there. Right. Right. Um, and even I'm even less attached to the whether or not I get there. You know, the idea is that I just want to work toward those things. Right. So, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. For sure. What's number six. Number six is it's more fun to date later in life. This is seven reasons why it's it's better. That's that's 
an opinion. It is an opinion, and I don't know that that's true. I had a bunch of fun. What is when I was dating, not just dating, like being young is fun. Like this just sounds like it old really is. Stuff. Come really on, is. you guys, let's be real. Young people, y'all are having a blast, and if you're not. Please go out and have a blast. Have a blast. Go enjoy your blast. life. Like have fun. Enjoy. Dance it. until your knees hurt. Dance all night. They're young. Their knees don't hurt. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Keep dancing until your knees hurt. Right. That part. Yeah. No. Like I had a great time in my 20s. I went and did stuff I would never do now. Right. I got all the stories. You know, just all kinds of crazy stuff. I loved it. I had a great. Great, yeah. great time. Yeah, so no, I don't cry. This okay. Number six, you're wrong. Six, six is wrong. Six is wrong. Uh, now seven, I agree with. It says older folks are more emotionally mature. No, let's let's yo. That's older men and women. Older women. Why separated? Why well, not because older you know, people? Well, yeah, I just, I'm talking about just the article. Well, the article said older men well, and women. They, they they weren't reading the article. That's why I just you know edited for our listeners. For our listeners, yeah. I just you know I, I made the correction for you, you guys. Older people. Older people. Older folks. Older folks, right? Because like I don't know, there's all kinds of folks. So why break it out to just two kinds of folks? Right. All kinds of folks are more emotionally mature. Right. I think that's just a given. Yeah, well, you know, well, yes but, and no. the, but you know, there are exceptions to every rule, right? Yeah. There, there, there are, you know, you can find a single, you know, old person that is immature, and you can find a young person that's very immature. Like you can do both. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, but on the whole, yeah, we're definitely more emotionally mature. I think that's again all the factors. I mean, the thing is, the the older you get, the more you learn. Uh, hopefully, you take you know those lessons back with you. You apply them to all parts of your life, not just, you know, dating, not just, you know, finding partners or, you know, anything. You you hopefully learn more as you get older um, because, you know, you've made some mistakes. You've had some success. You know, you've kind of walked walked a life. Now, do you find... uh, Okay, I know you can't get into specifics, Mm -hmm. but as a therapist... Mm. Are the conversations around love and relationships different with young with your younger clients versus your older clients? They are. And you know, I think they're different because dating now is very different. Like dating, the whole dating landscape, and I don't I'm not even getting it's it's so different. Part of it is the apps. Everybody's on the apps. Right. But also I think um how do I put this delicately? How do I put this delicately? Uh, I think it is much harder to find people who actually care. I really do. Like just on a very basic human level, a lot of the conversations I'm having with folks are primarily because, and this is across all genders, right? Uh, It's really difficult to find for folks to find the traits that they are looking for in other people. And often those traits are things that like, I don't know, didn't seem scarce when I was dating, you know, things like, you know, thoughtfulness or at least, at least at the beginning of a relationship, right? Right. right. When everybody has their best foot forward. When everybody has their best foot forward. And like, it seems very much now that nobody's really putting any foot forward. Like there just doesn't seem to be an awful lot of effort. Um, And again, you know, finding something special, it takes time and it takes effort. 
Uh, and I think because it's so much easier to just kind of like swipe, right? You know, people are, that's what it is. The initial engagement with someone, you know, of course, for when we were younger was superficial, but also I had to see you. I had to kind of get a sense of your vibe and your energy, right? right? Whereas now it's just, I see your picture, yes or no. I see your picture, yes or no, right? And it's just the superficial level of just like the initial engagement that just removes a lot of the kind of humanity. Yeah. Um, There's no more getting you getting to know a person. Or even just like, I just saw your vibe. Right. I kind of liked your vibe. It's just kind of more like, oh, I saw your picture and I either liked your face or I didn't like your right. face. <laughs> right. I overstudied the background in where you were. Why are you taking a picture by a pool that you don't look like you own? Right. Yeah. That kind right. of thing. Yeah. 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 So I think that's And, and then that. I guess also like on the flip side, being the person who has to take that photo and try to find the right, like I don't have to spend, you know, you don't spend time. Mm cultivating your personality right you spend time cultivating your profile your image right yeah that's i think that's the difference right is people are engaging with with each other's images as opposed to with each other's persons right yeah and that can make dating i think a really difficult and i the word that comes to mind honestly is harrowing it seems like a harrowing experience right how Um, did you approach dating me when I went through a harrowing experience, <laughs> you know, I mean, not dating you, but like, uh, for the listeners out there, I was married for 10 years. Uh, I got divorced, long story, terrible marriage, terrible divorce. So, um, I was very gun shy, but I decided I was going to get out there. So I went on the apps. I did the, like, you did the whole app I did the apps. I did. I did like uh okay Cupid and Tinder and gosh, I tried it. I tried a few of them. I went out with a few people, but like, honestly, it never even presented me with something that seemed interesting, right? right? Like, you know, I, I was very naive of the apps. I didn't really understand how they worked. And so I thought like, oh, you know, the only thing I knew about apps were like match.com, right? Right. Where the slogan was that you answer these questions and they They'll match, find you, you, somebody. They'll right. match you with this person. And uh, my friend Carla had actually met her partner on match.com. So, and I was like, and this person like swept her off her feet. Like he took her on like a, a helicopter ride or something. I mean like all kinds of, so I was like, okay, like match.com. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'll answer all these questions, all the questions, every single question. And I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions because the questions never end. Right. So I answered all these hundreds of questions in my quest and, uh, you know, they would present me with somebody that'd be like, are you serious? Like, for real? This dude? Like, this person? This girl? Are you serious? Like, nothing. It was just like a desert out there. Um, So I met a few people, but nothing ever clicked. There was quite literally nobody I even felt like I wanted to be friends with, honestly. And so I was kind of in despair. It's kind of one of those like, and I was really thinking like... I'm glad I was a desperation move. Well, I mean, we we already talked about on our we first podcast. Bit, yeah. You know, if you haven't heard it, it was it's called One Night Stands, Booty Calls. Fuck no, that buddies. was our second podcast. Sorry, our second podcast was One Night Stands, Booty Calls, Fuck Buddies, and Friends, Friends with Benefits. benefits. Right, so, right. you know, I I, I, I guess desperation is a part of that. I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> well, actually, we do mention that probably you're like I was tired. I hadn't had it in a while. <laughs> I had 
But and you were cute. What I well, but what I mean is, is how was it different once we had decided to become boyfriend and girlfriend? Right, so at that point, we're done. We're done with friends and benefits. We're laying in bed. We decide we're going to be in a relationship. Yeah, like that's it. Well, but see, that's the thing is, is that it didn't feel like a decision. It just felt like a confirmation. Right. Right. Like you know, we we didn't decide again that whole expected outcome. Right. You know, we just kind of found ourselves in this situation that was like, oh, okay, this is like a thing. Right. Is this a thing for you? Because I feel like it's a thing for me. And so by the time I actually realized it was a thing, like it just kind of seemed like, yeah, we're already in it. So, you know, I wasn't looking forward to like, I wasn't trying to like move in that direction. It just, I just looked up and I was there in that direction. But once we're in there, did it shift your, um, your focus or your attitude or your, your experience? So, I mean, let's say this experience had happened when you were in your Mm twenties, right? versus now yeah so well kind of right so you know it it, meeting you at that time in my life there was kind of like this internal battle happening right Mm -hmm. because one i'd left a bad marriage and so i was adamant i was not ever going to get married again right uh and so to feel like so strongly attached to another person was like <laughs> Why? I don't want to do this, you know. Whereas right. in my twenties, like the instant, like honestly, in my twenties, the instant we had sex, I would have been like, "When we get married, <laughs> when we get married," <laughs> I would feel like, "All locked down. Who you looking at? Who you talking to? Give me your phone." Like I was not like I was not like a, a healthy dater. <laughs> Yeah, so that was definitely different in that I had a lot more caution. Okay. Um, and there was a lot more conflict about whether or not I actually wanted to be partnered or not. Um, because I, at that point, envisioned my life as completely unpartnered for the rest of my life. Right. And was And was looking so forward to that. I was so happy to be single. I was so happy to be living by myself. I love, I mean, you know, I love, I, I love my stuff. I love like... Right my clothes and you know i I, like your autonomy i love my autonomy i love my house to look a particular way like all those kinds of things so i was like having a blast all by myself enjoying my life just living my life so the battle was that i actually uh really had to stop and weigh like what am i giving up what what do i have to let go of if i really want this relationship and it was a battle it was it was um it was not an easy conversation yeah even though it was an easy relationship i think right so yeah it was different it was very different what about for you well you know i was single for a long time with little little dots of relationships yeah um you know i've just been when we were hanging out i'd just been broken up maybe about a year before mm-hmm. a year earlier mm-hmm um, I had made the decision. That was it, no more, right? Whatever. But was uh, that a bad breakup? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah, well, it wasn't. I mean, okay, this is how bad it was. She broke up with me on my birthday. Oh, ouch! On my birthday. Ouch! On the phone. Oh, that's ouch. Yeah. Um. 
that's bad. Yeah. And then we kind of got back together a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we decided it was over. But, you know, I, I was very much a, um, once the decision has been made on my end, mm-hmm. I just move forward beyond that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so, yeah, but again, I, I spent the, but yeah, I knew me. I knew mm-hmm. who I was. And mm-hmm. I, I, I had resigned to the fact that I'm not going to find anybody. I doubt if I'll find anybody who gets me mm-hmm. and wants me for who I am. Doesn't want me to be the idolized version of me that they wish. Got it. Um, but I think being older taught me that. Yeah. And, and, and like, I ran through the gamut all the while I was in Vegas. I was in Vegas for 15 years. Right. Right. Like, you know, my first girlfriend in Vegas was a total mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I call her my midlife crisis. She was my little red Corvette. Uh, it was a complete mistake. But again, I was making young person's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even though I was a bit older, yeah. I was still making young young guy mistakes. Um, and that changed mm-hmm. as each relationship I started marking off, oh no, I need this in a relationship. Oh, I need I started to find out what I, what I needed. And what what were those things? Well so as you look back, what were the things that you needed in a relationship that you learned over over the years? Okay, so for uh, with the first my first girlfriend in Vegas mm-hmm. um my first official girlfriend in Vegas um I needed someone who liked my penis. Okay. Because uh, well, she didn't. Check. <laughs> um, and then I thought that's all I needed. So then. That's all I needed. That's all I need, guys. Look, that's I didn't. All I need. I didn't know that was a thing until I got with somebody who said they loved me but didn't like my penis. Yeah. Well. Right. Like, oh, well, that's important. Penis, pardon me. This is what I got. So yeah, it's you important. Gotta, you gotta love that. Um. Then I learned that uh, I needed somebody who was okay with me having friends. Yeah, okay. Um, it wouldn't try to shut me off from the world because mm-hmm. uh, that I, I'm, I'm I have my friends and my friends are huge, mm-hmm. so don't close me off from the world. And then uh, my last relationship before us, I learned that. Um, I needed compatibility in how we view the world mm-hmm. and uh, our places in it. I don't know what that part means. So my previous girlfriend before us was white. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had differences. <gasps> I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Still? Probably Republican. Probably still white. Yeah, definitely exactly. still white, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and there was some. Of that not little, there's anything wrong with not, you people. Not, nothing wrong with Republicans. Just different viewpoints. Just different viewpoints. I mean. Um, and yes, yeah. um, so there was those aspects, right? And then there's the the deeper aspects. Of, you know, she was a parent. She had three kids. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. Right. Um, Asking, was I ready to be a stepdaddy? What did that look like? What did our parenting situation look like? Now, luckily, I had already gone through that kind of situation prior Mm -hmm. when I was living in California. Mm -hmm. The woman that had two kids. Mm -hmm. And I went, no, I already know. Was I the the person you dated didn't have kids? (laughs) No, 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 no. Just kidding. No, no. 
You, although you are the only person that I have dated that doesn't have kids as of today. Yes. All of them all have children now. Yeah. No, except for one. Yeah. My very first one. My, mm-hmm. my, I call my first girlfriend. I'm probably the only one that didn't ever want. Never, kids. never wanted kids. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. Going going through those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me what 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 I what I needed in the box and out of the box. Got it. Mm-hmm. And you, it was, it was again, it was dangerously close because you had something that was outside of my box, and <laughs> it, was, it was the you wanted to move. Yeah, that's you wanted true. to leave Vegas, and I I, did. at the, that time, like that was, that was heavily outside of the box. I, I feel like if that's if, if if Vegas isn't inside the box, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. And we had a problem. We had a problem. I was definitely not feeling Vegas at that time. Yeah. Um, and still don't. But fortunately, we don't we don't live there no more. Ah, uh, no, we definitely don't live there so, no more. So uh, I guess that worked out. For, it did. Uh, it did for all of us, huh? But especially me. Especially. I realized it wasn't as, as <laughs> it, it wasn't as important. Yeah, no, it really wasn't as important. Yeah, for sure. But it was at the time. Yeah, well, that was a young man mistake. You yeah, almost made. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a decision time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. I'm trying to decide. Will we say that we found love at an older age, or because that 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 article was talking about sixty plus? Yeah, well, you know, that's that's true. But I think the the principles are the same. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we you were late thirties, I was early forties, late thirties. But you know, I I had gone through some relational experiences. You know, there were a few women I thought I'd love. You had the relation. Uh, there was ship of you know, old lady. Uh, I had the what? You had the relationship background experiences of an old lady, but you were still young. What? Is that what you're saying? What are you talking about? You said you had experiences. You by, by the I had had experiences. Day? I didn't say I had old lady experiences. <laughs> I'm just saying you had the type of like the, the, the article was saying, right? When you were older, they were saying 60 plus. You had had all these life experiences. I had had a lot of life experiences by the time I was in my mid. In your mid 30s, I had started. I started working in corporate America when I was 16. Right. So, you know, so I you, had a lot of life experiences. Right. Which, which all a lot, over the world. I would say life. that a lot of people. Yes. In their early 30s. Yes. Haven't had that much life experience. Yes. But for me, if you're asking me, which is who we're talking about, Mm -hmm. what I was saying (laughs) is that I had had a lot of life experience by the time we met. I had lived all over the world. I started working in corporate America when I was 16. I had been, you know, married and divorced. I mean, like, there were a lot of experience I didn't have. Obviously, I didn't have children, right? But I mean, a lot of the experiences that I actually wanted to have in my life, I had had in my life already by that point in time, right? So I'd done the career thing. I'd realized what I wanted to do with my my life in terms of my career. I had, you know, lived in different places and different cultures and talked and met with and dated different people. You know, I had, you know, fallen in love a gazillion times, like, uh, you know, Badly most of the time, <laughs> you know. I wasn't great at making. Um, I wasn't really great at, at selecting at, at selecting partners. Actually, that was something that I had to really learn because one, you know, people that I was sexually attracted to, I would automatically think that there must be some other compatibility there. Right. Um, and that was across the board. That was like men I dated, women I dated, um, and many of those folks 
you know, were just not good for me. Just, right. you know, it, it, it just suffice it to say, just not good for me. Um, but a lot of it was because like, I would try to find some compatibility that wasn't actually present. Right. Right. And unfortunately that led to meeting a lot of folks that were dishonest, that were unkind, that were, you know, again, finding, having to learn these things, having to learn the hard way. <laughs> right? right. But they were cute. Oh. But yeah, they were very cute. All of them were very, very cute. But no, <laughs> but but just not really for me, right? So, um, so learning, right? That you know the value. I guess that's that's how you kind of like I kind of poo-pooed that whole idea of not of honesty not being important in my twenties or for folks in their twenties. But as I look back, actually, it was not so important, right? Or at least it wasn't so present. Right. right. Like that wasn't like, you know, that was kind of one of those throwaways. Like, well, of course I want there to be honest. Uh, but then I look back and I realized I was dating a lot of people that were not honest. Right. <laughs> right? So, so I didn't maybe understand it, the value of it. Right? Maybe it jumps up on the priority scale. It jumped up on the priority scale. I recognized the value and why, how important that was, um, you know, for that person or, you know, the people I was dating to have integrity. Um, it was important that, um, you know, because, you know, like I said, I started, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I'm a person that does stuff, right? right? Like I think of myself as a person who does things. And so what I would find is that people that I would be dating would hand me their problems to solve. And I'd be like, I got you, <laughs> right? Because this is what I do. I solve problems, right? right? So I, I learned that like, I had to find someone who had a match in terms of autonomy uh, because otherwise I was just the problem solver for the relationship. And it felt good for a minute until like, I realized all you handed me are problems. <laughs> right. right. So that wasn't good ultimately for me, for you, for my psyche. So yeah. So that was something I had to learn. I mean, I funded a bunch of mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, you know, and in right. actuality, but still, right. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. So I had to learn the hard way that like, I'm not, you know, it's not a loving thing to run in and solve other people's problems just because they handed them to you. Right. Right. Um, And I saw it as like my, my mission in life. Like somebody had a problem and I love you. You throw that problem right on me. I got you. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to get you hooked up. Wrong, wrong idea. Right. Especially, and again, that goes back to that honesty part, right? Because right. it it's the right idea for the right person, but it is the very wrong idea for the wrong people. And I was meeting the wrong people. Now, now question. Yeah. Did the problems you were thrown when a fix, were they of the emotional variety or were they like um, the financial, tangible, financial? The financial, both, but, both. but mainly financial. <laughs> Like, I, I think I'm on the flip side of that, but mine was always the emotional. Yeah, no. Yeah. I was always Mr. You know, I, I hate to say that, but for a while I was Captain Save a Ho. No, I hate that. I phrase. hate that phrase too. I hate but that I was phrase. that was me phrase. because I was very much uh, seeking out. Can we can we rename it Captain Save a Hurting Person? Captain uh, Save a. Person. I, you know what? I, I I'll, I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up. <laughs> I was the man looking for damsels in distress. Okay. Yeah, that's 
right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was I was trying to be their yeah. superhero. Okay. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Anyway, go on. Um you know, uh, uh people out of, you know, uh it's gonna it's weird I'm gonna say this, but this is not what ha- what happened with us. Mm. But people out of bad relationships or that I saw in bad no, relationships. Yeah, but <laughs> I was out of a bad but, relationship, but, but you my, were trying to fix that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's right. True. When I was younger, I would have been trying to let you know there are good men out there, and I'm a good man. I know you. Have, you, have, I'll be the example of a good man for you. Oh yeah, no, they're right. Like that. that was when I was younger. That's pretty much what I was. I know mm-hmm. there are men. Oh, when I talked to a bunch of women. This is what you say you want. You want this. You want this. I would mold myself into what I hear they say they wanted, and that wasn't who I may have been. Yeah. Right. Um, then I decided, well, I don't, I'm going to be me. And, mm-hmm. you know, stop. I'm not going to try to mold myself to your mm-hmm. your viewpoint. I'm going to be me. And hopefully you, that those viewpoints will match up. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was it was almost always uh, tangible in that, you know, I I had this vision of like potential. Right. Like you know, like that whole, we're going to build, we're going to build this life together. Like, I got you. You want to be an MMA fighter, even though you're only five foot five, (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Right? Like you think you're going to be the next, you know, whatever artist, I got you. Like you think you want to start this business, I got you. Like all of that. Cause again, that was one, I'm a person that has big dreams. Right. uh, And so I, always thought I have to be with someone who also has big dreams, right? Um, the challenge was that I was meeting all these folks who were just dreaming, right? right? Um, and even though it looked like they were moving forward, they weren't really, you right. know, they, they were just dreaming, but they weren't actually like working and building and like planning and strategizing. And, you know, I, right, cause I did that for them. So I'd be like, oh, right, you wanna be an MMA fighter? let me find this gym for you. And here's this teacher for you. And this person knows that person for you. And yeah, never again, never again. Sorry. If you well, like, to, sorry. If you want to be an MMA fighter, I don't too bad, but that's okay. Like, luckily you don't have to worry about that. I can, I do a lot of that for, my, for myself. Yeah. I find the Well, that's why we, the path. that's why we work. That's why we work. That's why, that's why, we, why work. we work. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that well, so love it old age. I'm yeah, glad work, it, it, right now it's working out for us. So, what's the question that we're gonna we're gonna answer? I was looking up to see um, for today. We have a user or so not user got li- listen, listener, listener questions. questions. Listener questions. This is a part of the show where we get into listener questions. At some point in time, I hope to have like a musical interlude to play right here that we get into listen listen to question listen to question. This is what's going to go listen to questions. Yeah, maybe something different. Something different. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Um, it's, it's talking about past relationships and future relationships. Yeah. Uh, this question comes um, from our friend Liz. Oh, yay. Hey, Liz. She says, how do you keep from projecting bad things from your past Ooh. into your current relationship? Ooh. Well, well, the first question is, do we? Um, I think we have learned how to do that over time. Um, I think it took a long time to not project those bad things because, you know, we're, you know, the, the, human. we're human. And, you know, the thing that we do as human beings is that we learn from our experiences, good and bad, and we use those experiences to apply to our present situation, right? So, 
you know, that includes the bad experiences to right. apply to the present situation. Um, so, uh, wow. How, 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 how? That's a question. That's a good question. How do you stop doing that? I would think that the first thing is acknowledgement. Yeah. You have to be able to acknowledge that that is what you're doing. You have to have some awareness. Some awareness of it, right? That that's, that is actually a thing that's taking place. Um, you know, I think it's a lot of self-work. You know, I, I did a lot of therapy, which I think was incredibly helpful in terms mm-hmm. of that awareness part of that. Um, I think you have to go through a process of healing from those um, from those events so that, you know, when I hear, you know, projecting from the past, what I hear is I'm still wounded today, right? Like, right. it's not that it's in the past, it's that the past is present. And if the past is present, then that's what we're going to be dealing with, right? It's going to mess up your future. It's going to, well, it's going to mess up my right now. Right. <laughs> it's going to mess up my today. Um, and so, you know, actually walking through the very difficult process of uh, healing, which can actually be very painful, right? Therapy, you know, I, I try to make it fun and interesting and engaging, but therapy's hard. Right, yeah. Um, yes, it is. You know, we can walk through some really, really tough things, but the folks that are brave enough to, you know, really walk into those dark shadows uh, come out on the other side, both stronger, more aware, and healed, right? And I think it's walking through that process of actually understanding the ways in which, uh, you know, you've been hurt, uh, the ways in which that hurt stays with you, Mm -hmm. uh, the ways it has affected and shaped your life. You have to grieve those things because like, I don't know, there are some things that happen that, you know, you're just, it changed your life, right? It changed who you were. It's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna be different, <laughs> right? Like right. you had that experience that happened. It it shaped you in some way, and uh, you know it marks you in some way, and you have to grieve like the person that I thought I was going to be or I might have been had I not had these terrible experiences, right? Right. You have to grieve the time that you know you spent. Uh, you have to grieve the things that you lost. Um, and I think once you have walked through that grieving process, like a lot of things, right? It's not that it is now suddenly okay, but you learn how you continue to live and you learn how to live in a way that's more joyful. And I think that's how you, that's how you do it. There you go. That's how you do it. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, Liz, thank you again for that answer. We do, or that question rather. Yeah. Wow. We that was a great question. That was a great question. I had Wonderful. to really like stop and think through that one. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see if we have any uh, short letters from our listeners. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to, I got a letter mm-hmm. um, and I'll just read it. Here we go. This is a letter from a listener. It says, yeah. thank you for starting a podcast about your relationship and creating a space to talk. Mm-hmm. I don't have any questions yet, but I will try to get you stories of my relationship. Yeah. Fella and I are both neurodivergent individuals. Yeah. I have ADHD and he has OCPD that presents like high functioning autism. Okay. Mm -hmm. There may be autistic traits for both of us. We just haven't gotten around to testing. Yeah. 
We have developed so many fascinating ways of communicating our mood and sensory state. Firstly, we have two houses that are two blocks apart. Yeah. The fella can't read nonverbal cues and has no sense of time. So when I am ready to have my house to myself, I start playing ABBA. <laughs> That's I a good way to it. get anybody. <laughs> the fella leaves within 10 minutes. I love it. We've been together 15 years, lots of therapy, joys, challenges, and laughter. Love the Digital Nomad podcast. Welcome to the Scoop Verse. Prairie Scoop Amy. Thank you, Prairie Scoop. Yeah, that's great. I really love the strategies y'all have come up with. I also really love that, and you know, I hear what she's saying about neurodivergent, and that absolutely makes a difference. And also, I love that you've just decided to create a relationship that works for you, no matter what works for other people. Yeah. Right. I, I love that you have your own space. I love that you have found ways to, you know, communicate with each other. And it's obviously working because you've had this joyful relationship. And, you know, I imagine over 15 years, you've walked through a lot of different spaces that, you know, some more joyful, some less joyful. Right. But, you know, like 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 we have. Right. Um, but I really love that you have created uh, a relationship that works. And I mean, that's the skill, right, is how do we communicate in a way that allows us to be who we are? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody thinks when they get into a relationship, they want to like, we have to figure out how we're going to create a life together. And the best place you can be with a partner is I get to be myself with you. Right. And I love that you guys get to be yourselves with each other. I think that's fantastic. I love you found tools and ways of uh, creating a um, environment that is suitable to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way you found that, the way that works, and the the aspect, and you've worked at it mm-hmm. and, and worked together at it, and so that's that's amazing. So mm-hmm. thank you again for your letter. Appreciate that very yeah, much. Yeah, really wonderful. Uh, if you want to send us your letters, if you have questions. Hit us up at uh, Rainbow Dreamcatcher TLP at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Rainbow Dreamcatcher TLP, as in the Love, the love Podcast. podcast. Um, at hit gmail. us up at, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. Uh, you can also leave uh, questions and comments on the, the Spotify and find us on the social medias. We'd love to hear from you all. Uh, thank you again. Anything else to say? No, I really enjoyed this conversation tonight. Thank you. Likewise, likewise. Uh, find us where you listen to all your things and tell your friends all about us. Take Hit care, the guys. the like and the subscribe button, all that good stuff. Bye. Smash, smash, smash. Bye.